This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. and the movies we see, the big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is Black Hat. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest movie, Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. Alongside me, the Covassier sipping, straight down to the bare-ass stripping, sometimes in the cold, stiff nipping, Justin Waddell. What's going on, sir? How are you? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm really good. Really good. It shows in your voice. How about yourself? I'm fine. Yeah? It's great to hear. It's all I can muster, sir. Started playing uh, XCOM... Two. So excited. Your recommendation so excited. on my Switch reminded me, I played just a little bit of it, reminded me of this movie once I started watching it. I was like, it's weird. They were positioning themselves behind stuff just like an XCOM, you know? Oh, I didn't know you were playing on the Switch. It's a little slower on that, but that's fine. After our conversation on the phone, I went and read up on the third, the third game that's been long awaited and long discussed. Mm-hmm. And the creator said, I got some good news, ain't making it. Oh, no. Currently, at least. I don't think they realize that our life is finite mm-hmm. and they need to hustle that shit out. So tell everybody what XCOM is just real quick. It is a turn-based strategy game. It is absolutely the elixir that flows through my Jones. You run a, a squads of dudes against aliens. You, you, you go into uh, crashed UFOs. You try to protect people from getting turned into squishies and then you manage your research and you're building different kind of things that you need to help build new alien tech. It's just a lovely, lovely game. Are you drinking from Krennic today? I'm drinking from my Rogue One mug. This is the second mug I have of Rogue One. This first one broke. Luckily, I received a second one as a gift. Here's the thing, Nick. XCOM. Aliens are the baddies in that? Unlike in the real world, yes. They're not good, huh? Not only are the aliens bad, there are hybrids as well. And the government cannot be trusted. Yeah, that's so far I've encountered these hybrids. Unlike in the real world, where yes. the government is 100% trustworthy. I also, start, I also bought a new game called Outward today. It doesn't matter. It was on sale for $10. There's no reason to buy games. At our age? Ever. No. Well, How, I mean... However, I'm excited about Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, I am too. Because yeah. you could fuck a bear? Is that why? <laughs> I read this today. Yeah, me too. I didn't... There was There's sex. Like It's sexy. It has sex in it. I mean, How? Because do I need in, to explain this to you at this well, age? I play the other Baldur's Gate games. You got two kids, Justin. I just remember a bunch of little mini, mini figures running around a map casting spells. I didn't remember any romance or sexual situations. Well, know? the reviews have been impeccable, which tells me it's probably going to suck. No. Here's, here's, I'm going to get it. The thing is, they said that the director said that uh, unlike 
Oppenheimer, Killing Murphy does drop trial in Baldur's Gate 3, and you get to see his dick. So... I was a little upset when I read about this because I'd heard they'd recast Statham in the Stephen Dorff role. Hmm? What are you talking about? Yeah. Explain. Just think about it a minute. It's Jason Statham in the Stephen Dorff role for Baldur's Gate 3? It's called Baldur Gate. I can't even catch up. It's amazing that Stephen Dorff's career has been resuscitated to the point where the gate isn't what people immediately think of. You know, Now they think about that's what I think about. True Detective. Oh, okay. What were you going to say? What's that movie where he wears a white t-shirt? <laughs> I don't know. Does he always do that? He's uh, His career's never really flown, right? Like, he's never really taken off. True Detective, he got kind of close, got some buzz. I don't think he got nominated for an Emmy like everybody thought he was going to get nominated for. And then he did get, like, a weird show off of it. Remember that nobody saw called, like, Deputy or something? And isn't he... a a character in a current show that people are watching. Is that true? Yeah. Hmm. He was very good on True Detective, so I'll give him that. Him and Mahershal Ali. I love how small he is and how his he's aging and mm-hmm. he's getting somehow smaller. He's just like he kind of is like the tough guy. He's, he reminds me of uh, Scott Kahn a little bit. Like, they, have they ever been in a movie together? Those two brutes. Tiny Tufts. Those tiny. <laughs> Both. Tiny Tufts, man. I love it. I know. They're trying. Trying to be tough, you know? I don't think it's fair to compare the two, though. I think Dorf is way tinier. How tall of a man is he? 5'6"? 5'7"? The Righteous Gemstones is what Stephen Dorf is currently in. I would say he's got to be a little bit bigger than Seth Green, you know? Yeah. Let's look at his height. That's a good get by him if he's in Righteous Gemstones, because not necessarily known for his comedic skills, Stephen Dorf. Okay, I just got fucking kneecapped by MDB. What? Number one trivia for Steven Dorf. Okay. Is, credit, is credited with providing the uh on Lenny Kravitz's recording of American Woman. Really? Like, what did they sample it, or did he actually come into the studio and lay down the track? I am not going to bother finding the answer to that. <laughs> Changed his name, because his, his original name was Steven Devoff, and he didn't want to compete. He's got quite a career. I mean, he's always working. You know, he's like borderline Eric Roberts. He's 5'8". Yeah, he's certainly 5'8", but you know what that means. He's not 5'8". He, fi- he ain't 5'8". That's what it means. Probably. Scott Kahn, 5'5". Five, five. Scott Kahn is that short? Oh, it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy. I've never... I've, I've been in the same space as Seth Green, and I was taller than him. Yeah. But I, I've never had the luck of being next to Scott Kahn. How was Seth Green? You met him personally? He, he was fine. Nice guy? Fine. Um, I, I'm not going to jump in front of a fucking... I'm not even jumping in front of a, a flicked rubber band to, to protect him. I might do that. I'm, I don't, you know, rubber bands hurt, and there's rubber bands in this movie, by the way. <laughs> there certainly are. It makes me very happy. Yeah. Black Hat. I had a, yeah. I had a good title, uh, alternative title for this movie, or a good tagline for this movie. Black um, Hate? That's good. No, the, the law. Lo- what do you think of this? The long ram of the law. What do you think? Pretty okay. good, right? Sort of. Come on. Okay. Pretty good. Let me write it down. The long ram of the law. It's a shame that the movie Ratcatcher exists already, because that would have been another good one. They do say rat a lot in this. I was hoping and for a cutie to peek out of a hole at one point. Well, he peeks into a hole in, late in the film. A little different. 
the early um in the film. Yeah, the I did learn that rat is uh, universally said is pronounced rat and in, in the computer textual term rat in Chinese is also rat. Right. So is there anything else to report? Anything cool going on? It's insane when they talk about year of the rat, they're talking about year of the remote access tool. You know, I never anything else going on? No, I want to get to the movies, man. I I I want to see a couple movies in the theater, but I just haven't been able to get out. Um, and I noticed that Into the Spider-Verse, or whatever that's called, was released on home video. Yeah, last thing you need is to watch that again. I love that movie. I will be watching it again. My kids loved so, it as well. So long. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. Of course I saw it in the theater. And I liked it, but it was too long and it was too much. Yeah. Too many false ending. Doesn't have an and ending. It's a continuation. Something else. Something else is something else has just become available that's necessary. It's uh, the Jennifer, the, jo- the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial documentary. That's right. Is there really a documentary? Oh yeah. What are you eating? What are you biting? I'm just biting a hookah nub. On the show we call the movie microscope, folks. It's the show where we zoom in, mm-hmm. we grind out solo flex in bed, we punch Abraham Lincoln's ticket, we grift the moon, we run roughshod over the soloist, we sweet talk a sorceress, we get that brown sound the real way and the round sound way. You know what I'm saying? We Give a goblin the golden reach around. We wink at a wino, and then we deliver that wino from evil. We get him back into shape, and then we deliver him harder into more evil. We hole punch a druid, watch move through a set of destroyed, sick-ass, burning-ass, burning man, wicker man, word-ass eyes that have been streamed through, and the glue has come undone, the retina has been scalped, and then, lo and behold, the processes have been returned. Watch movie through these destructed orbs and decide what makes or breaks, share with the likes of you. So if we're talking about Beirut, we wouldn't talk about the scene where... John Hamm convinces Rosamund Pike to sleep with him, but not before she implores until they have frantic fuck sessions. I missed that movie. A um, good movie. You liked it, huh? Yes, I did. Did they get together in it? All I remember is that it, I love that kind of film, and I think one of the Gilroys was involved, not as a creator, but in some producerial capacity. Might have, might have written it. Might have written it. It's a classy kind of... Tony Gore might have written it. Thriller. Am I wrong? Okay. Maybe. And I think Shea Wiggum's in it, and that always makes a movie better. Rosamund Pike a bit underrated, I think. Not after Gone Girl. I think she's a, a golden demigod now. I don't know, man. I, you don't hear much from her. I think it's intentional. Yeah. she's Why, been she busy turned working. 40? No, she just really works at those nurseries a lot. Always working at the nursery. There's a joke for no Pike, one. Pike's nursery. Is <laughs> it still around? Of course, I go there on the regular. There's a local nursery listener who's called Pike Nurseries today. That's where I get my wind chimes and shit. That's my awesome. bird feeds, my suet. Long ram of the law. I noticed that you, by the way, we talked about Baldur's Gate 3, I don't know if you remember. And then in your run-up, in your uh, Mad Lib uh, description of what the movie microscope is, you mentioned Sorceress and Druid. I feel like you let it influence your preamble. Or whatever they call it. Is that true? No. Can I ask? Can I ask a little bit of how I mean, the sausage sure. is maybe, made? Maybe, maybe it did. Maybe it did sneak in. Seeped in, huh? You know, you it accused me it. last episode of your member of stealing your <laughs> stealing your steam <laughs> because of the naming thing we do at the end. It um, is an epidemic. If you were to go back and listen, it happens on the regular. Maybe, it, maybe it's intentional. You ever think of that? Then it's catfishing. Let me t- let me ask you this: You embarrassed of the podcast? You embarrassed of our a, podcast? Is that a trick question? Just let me just answer. Yes. Because <laughs> I noticed when you guessed it on the other podcast, you did not mention this one. It didn't come up. You can mention it. Like when those guys are asking you questions, you're like, well, on my podcast, we actually did the original Meg. 
I didn't. I didn't bring up my f- collection of flashcards either. Didn't come up. I'm just saying, throw us a bone, man. Let's remember widen this audience. When you were a kid, did I have flashcards? Do you remember that shit in school? Mm-hmm. I had all the DC heroes. They don't it. do that. They don't do that anymore with kids, do they? They do. Flashcards, of course, tried and true. Really? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I know that kids will get flashed by their teacher from time to oh time, but I know God. that flashcards exist still. Of course they it do. It seems so analog. I know, but analog works sometimes, man. You know, speaking, so speaking, of, speaking of, of analog, Michael Mann in the house. Speaking of uh, analog, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, analog in the bed. She really shit the bed. Is that for real that happened, or does he, did I, he fabricate that? If he did, he flies up the charts, because who would... <laughs> Man, who would manufacture such a weird? Is that Brownwell going haywire? I can't hear it, but I gotta say, yeah, a little bit I can hear it. Yeah, Brownwell's kicking. It's it. tickling. It's tickling. Here's the thing about pooping in the bed: is that part of? Is like, is that maybe Johnny Depp's weird enough that that was fine by him for a while, and then it was a bridge. It was a poop too far, you know. Shit in the bed. Did they make an amber turd joke on the on the trial? Of course. I mean, okay. I hope. Should try to trademark so, it. So, what is your relationship to Black Hat, Mister Waddell? I never saw it before, Nick. I avoided it. I'm a big Michael Mann fan, actually, and I just heard this one was a no good. So, I haven't seen this one, and I didn't watch the John Dillinger movie either, whatever that was called. I'm going to revisit the Public Enemies. I'm I'm going to revisit. Is, is that. Stephen Dorff in that? I think he's excited. I think he I might be. be. Oh my God! I Jade, know it's what Johnny Depp's in it though. It's Bale and, De- and Depp and. A who's who of magic performers. I think Dwarf might be in it. Don't get me fucking excited. I'm on, I'm still on his page, lingering. So what's it called? Public Enemies. What did you think of that movie? Didn't love it. I didn't love how digital it was. Yeah, he was in it. God damn it, you're on point. What a cast though. We have to do it soon because everybody's in that movie. You got Jason Clark, Stephen Graham, Wenham, Dwarf, Carrie Mulligan, James Russo, Giovanni, Channing Tate, Rory Cock. Casey Shamask, Billy Crud, Marianne Cotillard, um, Dominic Labadarzi, Bill Camp. I'm going to say this. Bill Camp in there. Um, Hitosi. Hitosi in it. Uh-uh. Sean Hitosi in there? Hitosi in there. Don Harvey, your favorite. Um, Steve Lang. Matt Crave, sucked in face. Carrie Mulligan, one of my favorite actors, and she was in that trailer for Maestro. Did you watch it? Of course. Everybody given old Bradley the business over his fake beak in that. What do you think? Of the controversy that this has stirred. So I think he looks awesome. I think it's going to be great. I wish people wouldn't focus on on the makeup. Who cares? Uh, you know, it makes me question, one, first of all, Bradley Cooper, you don't need the fake nose. Just act around it. But two, if he felt he needed it, I'll watch it. I'm not going to judge. It's going to be great. I mean, Cooper's one for one, right? Right. Two for two, for two if you count Meat Train. He had a cameo in the Dungeons & Dragons movie. Spoiler, dude. Come on. Wasn't That's that good? Wasn't that funny? No. I like the movie though. So my relationship is I also love Michael Mann. I've seen the, I saw this in the theater. I, I I saw the director's cut on Directv, and I watch it once a year. Why? My clockwork. I, I do that with all of his movies. What do you think of the director's cut, which has like never really been shown, but that one time it, it is better. It is better, mm-hmm. but it's not. A, it's a weird director's cut because it's not. It's not like the deleted plot lines or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just has a different tempo and a different kind of, uh, there's a different tack to it. But it's still, you know, it's not going to change too much of it. There is probably more value in it compared to this, but I find there's plenty that I find to enjoy in this one. But we, we'll, we'll go into it. The premise of this thing is 
Chris Hemsworth is a hacker who's been in prison, doing some dirty deeds. But at this at this awful juncture in our nation's history, in the world's history, somebody is hacking into shit, fucking it up. They go to a nuclear power plant and fuck things up. They do. And, and they're using this software that only a few people in the world could probably figure out how to track these villains. And they engage in the Chinese government and their best man. And he recommends they get Chris Hemsworth out of jail so he can help find this evil hacker, solve everything. And he does using technology and his fists. He's a buff hacker. This is one of the complaints people had about this movie, that he's not a complete nerd. But Chris Hemsworth, who is jacked and beautiful, kind of like um, from the Hugh Jackman line of hackers. You know, the beautiful pool of hackers that that are super talented that you need whenever things in the world start going super cyber, you know? <laughs> Michael Mann's in love with him in the same way he was in love with Kilmer and Heat, I think. there's a He's, he's in not in love with him like Kilmer and Heat. He's in love with him like William Peterson and Manhunter, my friend. No, there is That's... definitely that. There's even a line that is completely evocative yes. of that movie. Yeah, there's a... There, like. It's like almost like he's referencing it on purpose. Yeah, there's a few things where I'm wondering if there's some connective tissue to this and a few other things that makes me happy. There's a connective to a, tissue to um, uh, the Tom Thor Cruise. Ragnarok. The Tom Cruise movie. Uh, Collateral? Are they getting a taxi at one point? No, just the way characters get unexpectedly, unexpectedly blown away, <laughs> like immediately, and taken yeah. out well, of the movie. Well, that happened in Miami Vice even more so, I This think. movie reminds me of Miami Vice. It's kind of like a, you know, he's definitely got a style, but I think he, it, it does feel like a collection of it also, know, st- it's, stuff from some of his better movies, I think. It, it feels like his Spartan, in a way, where it's messy around the edges quite a bit, but it does exist with some of his staples that kind of salvage certain elements of it. Right. Uh, I'm apologetic of this movie, and I will continue to be, because I, I actually have grown to really love it over the years. There are things that I, I really dine on. In this sure. I, I think it. I liked it. Um, I didn't love it. But I, you know what was, it went a long way with me was Chris Hemsworth, fine. But I really liked um, Tang Wei, who's like the second lead in this. Great. She's fantastic in this, and she was in last year's Decision to Leave, and she was amazing in that movie. Did you see it? So you would like that movie a lot, and I think there was a lot of like awards buzz that didn't pan out for that film, and I feel like she really could have got nominated for that. What's the elevator pitch for it? Decision to Leave? Not interested. Oh, you know, you haven't given it to me. What's the, uh, what's the elevator pitch for It's it? a movie about a... Uh, a, like a, I think a rich woman whose husband mysteriously dies from a, like a fall. And this cop comes to investigate and falls in love with her. I know it's, and it's kind of Hitchcockian. Who's the other actor? I don't know. It's a Korean film, but it's the director of Old Boy. Oh, um, okay. I, I will see it then. Spike Lee directed it? <laughs> and she's Chinese, and I think that's part of it. There's like, it's a Korean and Chinese crossover. Like, it's it's interesting. I think I think you'd really like it. It's a very stylish film, and... She's really good in it. Like that's is she still is she as ugly in it as she is in this? <laughs> she's beautiful. There's there's a scene in this where she's wearing like a white dress that's like she looks Oh yeah. I mean she's just so beautiful, you know. When but, I was watching that, I was thinking about how uncomfortable it must be to wear clothing like that. What do you mean? Well that white dress, it's skin tight. Is it, she she looks fantastic in it, yeah. but it would be so uncomfortable to wear. You bend over and it's all tight and stretchy and and, you, and your body is all you know, there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no room to hide there, you know? And and just to spread around the, the eye candy here, Chris Hemsworth also 
looking beautiful. It reminded me, obviously, in Miami, you know, Mike, Michael Mann's got like a little romantic streak here, and and, and and Miami Vice as well. He spends a lot of time on the relationship there. You know, these two kind of also also uh, you know an Asian lady and a and a correct Caucasian yeah, and and also a, a relationship that's new, right? Like it's it's not something I I figured that Chris Chris Hemsworth who his character was roommates with um, uh, the other actor here. Um, that's her brother, right? And I figured that they had like a past relationship. They didn't. They didn't yeah. really know each other. So but think about think about it. Amy Brenneman and Heat, Miami Vice, Gong Lee. Yeah, it's all the same. It does feel similar. Yeah, I mean Michael Mann, Jamie is... Fox, and, and Tom Cruise in Collateral. Actually, no, Jada Pinkett and Jamie Fox in Collateral. Right. Exactly. Anyway, it's just he's got a little bit of a romantic streak to keep. Obviously, <laughs> Scott Glenn and that lady in that weird ass sex scene. Yeah. Is there a sex scene that I can't remember? Oh, I just... it's a. I, oh yeah, there's a. It's a. I was very young when I watched that movie on HBO, mm-hmm. and the sex scene is very, very strange. And it's in brightly lit room, and it's they're doing weird yoga type sex poses. That's right. That's why it's it, called the Keep. That's Scott Glenn's safe word. The Keep. It's Nazis, right? There's like Nazis and oh, there's a hundred percent Nazi involvement in there. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember and, it too well. And uh, the, and speaking of Jamie Foxx, Ray is also about Nazi. There is that another Michael Mann film? Is Ray Michael Mann? No. no, no, no. Who did Ray? Who gives a fuck? Who did Ray? Who cares? It's Ray. It sucks. Fuck it. One Oscars. Doesn't mean anything. We should know. We're the movie microscope. We zoom in. By the way. Just to keep not talking about this film, your Instagram cracked me, cracked me up. What the picture you put about <laughs> Jason, <laughs> Jason's teeth kicking the shark, like trying to stay out of the shark's mouth, and it says, it says something like, don't zoop me. Yeah. Which just made me laugh. That's for you. Let's it's talk you. about the cast. We did Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tang Wee. John Ortiz. John Ortiz from Miami Vice. Michael Mann mainstay John Ortiz, who played a bad guy in Miami Vice. He's good. He's a good actor. He's not in this that much, but it's nice to see him show up. Holt McElhaney. I mean, borderline movie microscope legend, I yeah. think. And who I've played blackjack with, which makes me... That's happy. right. For the losers? Yeah. Yeah. And that also summarizes my performance at the blackjack table. Who else we got? The guy's... Uh, the brother's name is Lee Hom Wang, I think. He's a very famous sensation over he's great he's great in this like when he's very a very famous recording star had some sex scandals did he have a sex scandal yeah what happened just he, you know he was uh he there wasn't a lot he wasn't sleeping with during his marriage it's, you know so oh he cheated he, he went out kind of like you cheated on the movie microscope with the other podcast mm-hmm. i think you did one before i did yeah but i i uh, asked you permission oh i i found out through the airwaves this was happening it's disgusting. You, you knew so about betrayed. it. You knew about so it. So betrayed. Viola Davis in this. One hundred percent of her is in it. She's great in this. Yeah, uh, you got William Maypother. I can't believe he shows up for one scene. He's like, I got to get my hair just wrong for this. Make sure it looks officey. Yorick you, Van Wagenen, whatever. Yeah, Richie Coster. Who I love. Yeah, Richie Coster. There's a bunch. There's a couple others. There's more. There's other bodies. Who cares? In this you know, but the main draw here is old Chrissy Hemsworth, Thor himself, running around like a black hat in this. Is that what it is? He's a black hat, right? But he's just shredded to shit. He starts his, uh, the movie off in prison, making the 
security guards the, the the and the warden all pissed off because he's continuing his hacking skills. He's putting him to use in the prison. What's he doing? Giving everybody extra food credits and stuff. That's a huge no-no. What does he say when they ask him about it? What is, what's his? He ex- said he made a joke about moving Christmas up on the calendar. I remember that. Yeah, he said he used he, he this device you found. I use it to call Santa at the North Pole to ask him for an earlier Christmas and the warden starts screaming and then Santa pops in. It worked. He's delivering gifts like, to all the prisoners. And then he extends his hand and says, black hat, red hat. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Here's the thing right off the bat. You know, this guy is a shit talking, super badass hacker. Later on, he tells, tells us that he's not doing the government's time in prison. He's doing his time. You know, well, he, he is. It's, it's the most Michael Mann line. Yeah. He uh, he says, I'm doing the time. The time isn't doing me. I like that. <laughs> he says, I, I like do that. my own time, not the institutions. And I do like that Tang Wei, her character cuts him off a little bit. I was like, all right, you're, you're full of it. Yeah. You made a comment on the phone the other day about how, you know, of course, he's going to have sex with her. Rewatching it with a focus on that. Mm-hmm. She is not a damsel in distress at any moment. She's very confident, and, and uh, she she sees to see through his facade, and she's an equal. She really comes off as an equal in this. So I, I think the movie gets off at a little shaky start where it's Chris, Chris Hemsworth. He's beautiful. Obviously, he's going to be attracted to him. stunning. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they hook up right away. But at the same time, they don't give her much to do at the beginning. She is just kind of in bed with him, touching his arm, you know, things like that. Well, she, it's I, she later on in the film where she gets to do cool shit. In the director's cut in bed, she's like, let's fire off the first few prison loads so we can really get down to brass tacks. Right. And they change it around in this version. So this movie starts off uh, with the uh, excitement of soy trading. (laughs) It doesn't. It starts off with the explosion. Well, it starts off with the meltdown and all that. Mm -hmm. But but the next event that happens is the stock market goes haywire and soy goes fucking bonkers and we yeah. get to watch people yelling at each other and putting their fingers up in the air and stuff like that and right. god forbid somebody makes 70 million dollars off of some soy abuse right and that's when the shit starts to really double down and they reach out to mr chris and so the blow up the thing the thing that's really weird in them out is this power plant blew up people a were, small part of it blew up yeah people were killed like what happened but the, what what they realized is that all the safeguards as the temperatures were rising everything everything was going critical nothing was reacting it's because they got hacked it's a reactor but no yeah <laughs> but like the soft like their systems their fail safes weren't working and that's because we get to see at the beginning of the movie these little hackers do these little light brights inside these close-up images of computer they zooping and zooming that. around. They abandoned know? that pretty quickly. It's almost like the scenes where they go through the Fast and Furious cars. So you go down to the, you get yeah. to see the. It's never scene. interesting. Like when they go inside of things with the camera and they go over wires and stuff. It's just never interesting. Oh, 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 you're gonna piss off. Well, then you haven't seen you haven't seen climax, have you? <sighs> Gaspar Noe, the camera goes inside some things in there. I would like to, I would have loved to see them keep zooming, zooming, zooming in that computer and then little tiny Jeff Bridges and his Tron outfits in there, you know? <laughs> Maybe just a, a plug, you know, a plug for Broderbond or something in there. You Did know? you hear that the director of Tron 3 got all mad because they had he's, to shut down a production? He's a hero, right? Though, isn't he defending how the strike, but we're not going to let the strike ruin that or something? I think so. I think he was, 
yeah, I think he said that, but he also, the message is, hey, let's get this resolved so I can shoot Tron 3. If I were that guy, I'd be like, please, I have a, the smallest window. Jared Leto, the star, I say keep it shut down, you know? Oh, shit, he is in that? He's the star of it, I think. I hope the strike goes on forever. Until uh, Jared Leto is an old man. We're going to have a 30, what is it, 30 Days to Mars? Is that his band? Yeah, they're gonna have 30 a Tron. Seconds? Thirty seconds to Mars. They're gonna have a. They're gonna have a Tron song. Oh man, why would you put Jared Leto on your movie? Exactly. Morbius. Never mind. I answered my question. <laughs> Actually, when I see him in the trades, I'm like, yeah, Morbius. Yeah. So Michael Mann excels at men being men and yes. just men things happening. Mm-hmm. It's in his name. And, thank you. And also using digital media in a way that should be considered sketchy, but it works wonderfully for him. Mm-hmm. You know, different stocks, some some questionable camera work, but it has this immediacy that is hard not to fall in love with. Yeah, no one makes movies quite like him, and he also, like, when you watch a movie by him, even if it's complicated or, in this case, I think... Rock you know, solid. Yeah, a little bit messy because there was some tinkering done. You can tell he knows the shit. Like, he really gets into the research... Some of the things seem very believable. Like the, the other other movies might not pay attention to. Like, for example, Chris Chris Hemsworth asked for that guy. He goes, "You have an Android, you know? Not do you have a cell phone, but do you have an Android? You know, things like that." And, and, and the guy that, has a, a cell a cell tower pinger like app on the desktop of that thing. When he yeah, I, I thought maybe Hemsworth downloaded it from the play the Play Store. I don't know. Maybe they just cut that, that part out. That was in the director's cut, too. He's like, what's your login? Can I tie this to your PayPal? Guys, like, so, you need my login? He's like, uh, never mind. I think I can guess it. It's Kenny. But they do like they do a bunch of weird... Like, they try to make everything that's, like, hacky hacker-type stuff, like finding a Wi-Fi signal and busting a password. They try to make it cool. And it helps to have Hemsworth because he kind of, you know, he's kind of a, a stud muffin, right? And so he's in front of a computer. He gets better as a Punching ghost. the enter key with his fist. There's you know. a couple of scenes where his accent slides around in his mouth like loose change. But there's some times he, he, he actually pulls it off. And it's, you know, this is coming, I'm sure this is coming shortly off the heels of Thor. And he's, he's, he, he, this is one of his first starring roles that's not a Marvel movie or whatever. What I do love is when he is forced to be an action individual, mm-hmm. He is aces. He is a vicious son of a bitch in this movie when he wants. He is, to. and I think that is a complaint. Like people are like, "Why is he good with guns? You know, like why is he good with at, at fighting?" Um, he designed a like a hacking program. He's a super nerd, but well, no, because he says he he was on that path and then he got involved in that fight and that's right. He got sent to prison the first time his, he was, he, for a fight. Yeah, changed the trajectory of his life. And then he had to become a criminal and not didn't have to be, but he, he chose to become a criminal and that's where he got into involved in the shady shit. So what do you think? Who, who could have been in this role? That's a little bit nerdier, like a little bit less action hero. Because that could have worked. I, I, I want Chris Hemsworth in this. I'm just saying who could have, like, I don't want it, Joseph Gordon. Let it's Levitt's fucking face in here. I don't want it. I want Chris Hemsworth here. I want him now. Right here. Look, I accept Chris Hemsworth in this if they give him Bradley Cooper's nose from Maestro. And at least one pocket protector. No, he's good. He's fine in this. Um, so early on, basically, we find out he was the roommate of this of this Chinese government guy. They do bust him out of jail because they need him. They don't bust and, him out. Well, they, they make him. a deal with the U.S. government to get right. him out. 
They bust him out. And it's funny because the first scene, this is so Michael Mann. He's out of prison. He sees that it's his buddy and his hot sister. And they're on the tarmac of this airport. Right. And he stands out there staring off into the middle distance at this empty tarmac. Yeah. Looking pensive. And she walks up to him. Everything okay, whatever. And he's like, yeah, well. And it was so, it was, it was the way, it reminded me of a scene in Heat where they're staring at, and they're in the middle of this junkyard or whatever, looking mm-hmm. around. I didn't so, know what he was trying to tell us there. So a little album cover, either on the tarmac, walking across to a private plane like a band. And I like those shots, though, because they're just kind of, they're pretty. And, you know, Mike, Michael Mann from behind is like, well, <laughs> people are walking in this big open space. Lots of slow motion, too, I noticed. Some like. slow motion. But Hemsworth, I think, in that scene, not to try to, maybe I'm wrong, but he was just caged in, right, for years. And now he's in this big, expansive outdoors area, and he's just kind of taking it in and, and feeling a little sick about it in a weird way. And she's got, they both got their sunglasses on, and they're just hot as shit together. And she's like, you're hot, by the way. I just, I like how like, whenever he notices no her, fun, pushover. They're, they're close together in a car, he finally notices, I mean, he notices her, but he finally knows her, and he, he looks at the back of her neck, looks at her arm, and then the the camera does like a super in and out zoom on her boobs. And then he no. puts a mirror on his shoe. No, but he looks at her neck and her and her arm. Which I love. Yeah. I of love course. that. I love that. I love that note. I love that mm-hmm. that choice. You've done the same thing. You just don't know you, you, it's just not being check fun. out a back of a neck? Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. Like, make sure that you know it's, I don't want to see it. you know, he's looking for an Adam's apple. He's looking for cords, a nine nine inch nails tattoo. It's something that's gonna turn you off, you know? He passes her we, a note. And she opens it up. He said, "I'd like to hack your pants." It's funny. I promise. Don't don't cut it out. Oh, by the way, she gets introduced. By the way, she's getting picked up at a bar, and her brother comes to get her because she's like she's like really she's really good with computers as well. Like she's that's her background, right? And she's getting. I think that's a a disservice to say she's good at computers. Well, they're both good at computers. I mean, that's her brother comes to get her. Needs somebody can trust, and she's getting hit on by a poor sap in the bar, and the brother breaks it up. He said, "She's not interested, dude." And she isn't, but I feel bad for the little dude. He was he was being nice. He was he did nothing wrong. If he did continue, he might have gotten killed along the way. So it's it's fine. Fair enough. So Viola Davis is the hardest nails liaison on the American side with the FBI. Yes, it's Viola Davis. So you can't just have her walk around and give orders. You have to have some scenes where she kicks ass. So when Chris Hemsworth is responsible for something with with his lady partner, the mail is sent with. Viola Davis to deal with a traitor to, to try to see if they could identify who is hacking, who's who's uh, doing these real large transactions on the ever exciting soy market. There's a great little scene where they sit down with this guy and he is not giving them anything. And the Chinese guy, he stands up to leave and Viola Davis drops the hammer on this guy. Yeah. And it's a great Viola Davis scene and her cold ass eyes yeah, and the way she that. delivers that line. Am I being tangible? Gary? Yeah, his name's Gary. The, it's the best. Looks like Ricky Schroeder. Did you notice that? That actor we've seen a lot of in the, yeah. over the years. He's, he's, he seems sort of ubiquitous. But yes, I guess you could say he looks like the uh, role model that is Rick Schroeder. Let's not call him Rick, please. His name is Ricky Schroeder. Is that more insulting? He just changed it to Rick because he thought it would give him a little bit of an air of credibility, I guess. And it's it's now he's a man. The problem is he ain't. He sucks. But- Fuck him. My name was Nikki until about age 15. Really? Yeah. Things sort of escalate. Mr. Hemsworth and his lady companion. What's her character's name so I don't keep calling her that lady? In the movie? I don't know anybody's name in this. Let's look it up. I think it's Spuhant. 
Not Sandy Newton. Dirty what's his, Rummage. What's his what name? Is... I don't even know Chris Hemsworth's name. Though. He's a, he's a lead. Hitchcock. She is. She is L I N L I E N. He's Nick Hathaway. They just call him Hathaway in this. Her last name's Chen. Viola Davis. Chen, Carol Barrett. Chen Lin. Chen Lin. Yeah. Hmm? And then and then that cool guy is Chen Dewey, and I love his 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 uh, picture on IMDb. Is a cute little animated demon. Oh, they call her Chen Lin in this. They do call her that. That's her name. Yeah, I didn't know because his his first name he is Chen too. So that must be something. I think the last name. Yeah, I just don't. I I, I like the. I know the bad guy is Kassar. That's the only. Those are really the only names I picked up on. I can't it doesn't zoom matter. in that hard. You can't expect me to zoom in on names. But what, you know? so the oh the actor who you've seen everywhere. Let's take a look at his body. Spencer sure. Garrett trying to look sexy in his IMDb photo. Nobody needs you. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Air Force One, constant acting, constant acting. Good he's for just, him. He's just giving a. He's just giving a look. You know. He gets fucking taken to town, and he gives that information because you don't fuck with Viola Davis. You don't fuck with Carol Barrett, who survives this film. So. Here's what's amazing. There's a scene where they go to this cafe, Shin Lin and, and Nick Hathaway, and they're supposed to... They're Her first to, name's Nick, by the way. Hers? Mm-hmm. Nick Chen Lin. It's pretty good. Pretty good. They're at this place because they're on the trail, right, of the guy. Yes. And, and there's this great scene, one of, one of the really good scenes in the movie where they're in there and they're getting to know each other. They're, that's where that whole conversation happens, and mm-hmm. it's an excuse to give these guys some, some quiet time to talk and to let... Two powerhouse actors stretch their muscles. Mr. Uh, Hemsworth realizes, you know what? I don't think this person's going to meet us here. He notices a camera and he goes in the back room and there's a terminal set up and he, he logs in and he's communicating with our villain for the first time in the movie. Mm-hmm. And here's where I, I think there's a Thor connection to Ragnarok. Okay. Because the villain of this, of, of this film, played by Yorick Van Wagenen, tells him to piss off Ghost Man. Because he calls himself Ghost Man. That's right, he does. Yeah. Now, if you remember in Thor Ragnarok, piss off Ghost. Yeah, Korg. Yeah, piss off and die Ghost. Piss off Ghost. It's got to oh. be a reference. It's got to be a, it is a reference. reference. Yeah, Taika Waititi, man, smart. I'm gonna pretend. I'm gonna pretend that it is. Great scene, and then these guys descend on them, and there's a wonderful fight scene that is brutal uh, between Hemsworth and these guys. Glasses punched into faces. People are whipped with chairs and tables. Yeah, great scene. It's it's Michael Mann. It's cracking his knuckles. He's he's like, don't forget who you're fucking with. This is Michael Mann you're talking about. Yeah, he takes great. up a table and he and he and he punches a guy with the table basically who's on the ground. And then he breaks a glass and sh- stabs a guy forever in the face. He whips the glass across his face. Yeah, he gets he gets ouchies. And then they run outside. And then there's another thing. A cab is in there. And they get that. Well, could you have not just gotten Jamie Fox to be the driver of that cab? Could you have not just done that for me? And then that's when they get they get super turned on by each other. After well, yeah, and I know this is a surprise the listener, but Michael Mann has a scene where they're staring out at the cityscape at night, mm-hmm. and it gets him hard, which is exactly what happened in Heat. And Chris Cornell comes on the soundtrack. I wish. That, yeah, I mean that's that's collateral. Mm-hmm. But in Heat, De Niro and Brenneman are looking at the cityscape from a distance at night, and then they said, "You know what?" I want to put some fluid in your body. Right. Wait a minute. Do they have a sex? They don't have a sex scene in Heat, do they? I mean, they 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 start kissing out there, and I'm I'm gonna put two and two together. He tapped out. He's like, I'm not, I'm not ready. There's nothing he won't fuck in 15 seconds flat when he sees the heat coming. After that, you know, they're they're continuing their investigation. They're running mm-hmm. into little obstacles here and there. They get sent across the globe, and they're yes. at this their next destination. 
where, where they're close to catching up with Rick, Richie Coster, who is the, the uh, muscle, sort of the mid-level boss of this film. Right, brutal dude, brutal dude. Brutal, very brutal. And, yeah, he, he does a number on some folks later. And they're in bed, and her brother opens the door and sees them in there. And unlike most films, he, he notices it, and it, it's not a deal. We got work to do. Let's go. Love that whole thing. And then another lovely moment where in Hemsworth – they're on a helicopter, and Hemsworth, Hemsworth says, let's switch to Channel 4, and they have a conversation about it, and it's a mature, not traditional conversation about it. I love that. Channel 4? What are you talking about? I don't remember this. When they're in the helicopter, they have their helmets on, so they switch to the private channel on the on their comms. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and Hemsworth says, do you want to talk about this? You know, he goes, I saw it. It's, it's you know, and and, oh, right. and they and they set it up to where you think that he's going to rip Hemsworth because Hemsworth is like basically saying, "I know I'm a deadbeat," blah 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 blah. And then the, the brother says, "It's the happiest I've seen her in a long time." Yeah, but the, what's neat about that scene, he said, he he's like, "What do you think I'm thinking?" Basically, and Hemsworth like vocalizes what the guy's thinking about him and saying, which is all true, yeah. And he's basically saying, you know, I I'm not a really good fit, you know, because because I'm probably bound back for prison at any time. And he's like, yeah, and then it'll break her heart, basically. But he really doesn't care because he gets blown up later. So <laughs> he does care because he's just thinking, does that mean I get to have beers with Hemsworth as my brother-in-law? He's like, can we bookmark this? And then a few minutes later, he he is uh, him and the bookmark are blown sky high. <laughs> they are, but not gone. before. But not before. There's a, so they basically. Are, are uh, they're doing surveillance on the place where Richie Coster's at, mm-hmm. and Richie Coster knows he knows what's going on. He he could tell he's being watched. He's he's putting on a show, so they they decide to to besiege him, <laughs> and it goes how well for that strike unit? Does not go well. Uh, Ricky Coster like a little gremlin planting explosives on the wall, <laughs> and get ready. He's got the whole base that he or, you know they they go in the house and there's like a little trap door that him and his team have crawled down and they. They've prepared for this. Yeah, they and they and they wipe everyone's ass for them, destruction. Yeah. And then they also corner our boys in a in a cargo container fight, gunfight. They do, which and is they kill one of the. Hell. They kill a character that's very important to Chris Hemsworth, who I did not recognize. He's more important to the other dude. But Chris Hemsworth says his name, and he's like broken hearted about it. And I was like, did they have a scene together? I can't remember. You know. He didn't make it. He gets shot in the neck. That fight where they are, Holt McElhaney and, and those guys, they're like hiding behind things as bullets are ripping right next to their head. Richie Koch is like, let me kill the rest of your friends real quick and, and let me escape if you don't mind too. And he does. Yeah, he really does. It's the beginning of, of understanding what a crack shot Holt McElhaney is in this stuff. That guy does not miss when he fires a gun in this movie. <clears throat> no, he's amazing. And um, the thing is then the government wants their little Hemsworth back in prison. They're mad, and they're like, we want Hemsworth back. He sucks well, over there. He sucks at why. hacking. We hate here's, him. Oh, here's why. Yeah. Because they're at a stalemate. They can't They they can't proceed with their investigation because he got away. Hathaway asked Viola Davis's character if there's – he says, when, when you guys abducted me, when you guys captured me, you found data that was long deleted that should not be able to be found. And she tells him about this high-tech secret software. Mm-hmm. That she asked for permission to use by from William Mayweather, and he says no. Oh right, but yeah, Hemsworth gets around that shit. Yeah, yeah. So they so so he they turn a blind eye, and he hacks in there, and they find out. That's why they want him to. They force him to go. Oh back yeah, no, I know why he made him. They made him mad, but he wants. They want him. But the back. listeners, the listeners didn't. But yeah, and so then Hemsworth, 
he's like, I'm out of here. And what does he do previously to hold McElhaney's phone? Well, he, he switches the refresh rate on his ankle bracelet. Yeah, because he because everything everybody has an app for the for their shit, and Hemsworth does something to McElhaney's phone, so he so if he if he leaves, it still looks like he's in a certain area. Yeah, and because he has an he has an ankle bracelet. On. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He leaves with his bay, and then uh, Holt and Viola Davis are trying to find them. They show up a little late because they basically have this car, and they she basically is told you can't go with Hemsworth. He's got to go off the grid and try to escape. The brothers, she, the brothers say it to his sister, right? Yeah. She's like, I'm not leaving. You take the car. There's, now, earlier there's a scene where we see some guys that are scoping the car, and we don't register why, and then we find right. out why they, why they were scoping the car. You know what it was? Because they have a rocket launcher. <laughs> and there's this amazing scene where basically Hemsworth and his lady are having a conversation, and in the background we see our dude. It's an amazing shot Yeah, because he blows up in frame while you're – lured into not thinking about it it's a great shot yeah Hemsworth, great Hemsworth, she they basically say to uh to tang way like there he basically says look you've had too many lines in this movie it's time for you to leave <laughs> but he really has to go on the run without her he says too dangerous doesn't want to get you know she he, his life is he's gonna be a fugitive right and so but then he he runs out of the car luckily for him to apologize to her mm-hmm. and that's when the bad guys decide to zoop the car with a gigantic fireball and the yeah. brother tries to survive. Like he, he tries to do a duck and dodge, real yeah. quick, and it doesn't work. He's consumed by yeah. fire. His his uh, sternum lands on her hair. They don't enjoy it. And then of course the guys are firing pistols right afterward. They're trying to kill them even more. And that's at the time Hole and Viola show up. And there's this very violent, very immediate gunfight that happens. That is brutal. So these guys are firing on uh, our hero's position, who are hiding hiding successfully behind a billboard that's getting shot up or some kind of standee and uh holt uh fires on the bad guys he passed them then he parks his car in front of them not a good idea they both get out viola davis immediately gets shot in the chest twice three maybe three and she's she's done but holt doesn't get hit and he just stands there and fires one at a time at the bad guys who he are like 40 guys. feet away. Yeah. yeah, he kills four guys. Headshots four of them before he gets uh, shot a bunch of times. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> Why didn't he just hide behind something, you know? I don't know. That's a I huge, that's a huge ex- XCOM no-no. Here's what I love. There's a sort of a Miami Vice moment in this that I didn't catch until the last viewing. Now, Miami Vice, there's that shot where the guy's arm gets blown off, which yeah. I love so much. In this one... Hulk gets shot several times, and then he gets shot in the foot, mm-hmm. and he gets yanked off the screen like Meet Joe Black. He does. Did you notice that there there is an, a person that gets taken away in a um, a gurney? So someone survived. Either Viola Davis or Holt survived that gun battle. Did you see that? There's no way anybody survived yeah. that. They put dead people in gurneys too. I know, but they it looked like that they actually had him, her or him. They didn't have like a cover their face or anything. You know, I think I think it. I think they're alive, both of them. And they're fine. You didn't mention the brother. Maybe the brother was the one they put in the gurney. He was pushing the gurney. It's helping. It was MC Gurney. But he, uh, they, uh, they did not make it. There's no way. We actually see a shot from Viola Davis's POV as she. Oh, it's great. So he, like she's skyscraper. looking. Yeah, she's looking at the night sky basically and taking it all in, and saying, "Why did I choose this line of work?" You Speaking know. of bad choices, I guess it makes sense in the real world, but it's not cinematic. 
the movie decides to one up that soybean shit and said, let's do some tin. Yes. Like, let's take the two most boring things and make them the driving plot points. First, the bad guys steal. They fuck up the soy market. And mm-hmm. now the real mystery is they want to fuck up the tin market. Tin. Hemsworth pieces it together. Is it, are they in Jakarta when he figures that, this out? Where well, are in they? a while, but there's stuff that happens before that. But okay, go ahead. Now, I'm a rudimentary guy. I don't know a lot about metals and whatnot. When I think of tin, I think of something that's beneath you. Something right. that you'll walk past. Like, oh, look, sure. like a piece of tin. Oh, man, is tin valuable? I guess. I mean, it, this guy stood to make millions off of it. Because Hemsworth figures out it was the, the 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 initial thing was a was a trial run to to see how he could you know blow this thing up, and he's going to blow up as he says this land, this area, flood this river. It's gonna it's gonna destroy the valleys, the villages. He says village people. You no, know, and then what does he say right after the people? Village dogs. That's the best. He he brings the dogs into this. And then the uh, Tango is like, and village cats, he says, fuck them. Don't give a shit about the cats. Village dogs, you know? I love I love that he brought them up. It made me love him more. And that's where he does the William L. Peterson line. He does. Because he's piecing it together, and he's staring off once again into the distance. He goes, that's what you're doing, isn't it, you son of a bitch? Yeah, that's from, that's from Manhunter, man. That is so Manhunter. That's when he's piecing it together about the tapes of William L. And, and then right he's... after that line, there's mm-hmm. an aerial shot of the area that they're in so reminiscent of heat yeah it's like you like when when pacino says oh i see what you guys are scoping you've been scoping us and then the camera is from up on a high above and you see val kilmer's looking out through binox but they do go to jakarta next you're right and i love jakarta because it sounds like a mortal Kombat character isn't that where he pieces all this together is that where he has his william l line no he they go to a, a third where's that place. it's in some shithole Remember, yeah. it's out in the middle of nowhere because they didn't understand yeah, why yeah. they were buying aerial shots. Then they this, go to Jakarta. Which is where the whole shit unravels there. Yeah, that's crazy. That whole, the, so then Michael Mann decides to turn this into a Michael Mann, completely Michael Mann movie where it's all action and guns and, and stabbing. And it works. We get to see. So here's the thing I love. It's not your typical Michael Mann thing because Chris Hemsworth goes shopping for weaponry and he gets screwdrivers, mm-hmm. duct tape, rubber bands, and magazines. Yep. It's amazing because they are they're on a budget and they're also trying not to raise suspicion because they don't have they don't have the ability to get it to Jakarta. They don't have the, the rights that they did everywhere else. Do you notice that scene where all those boats are parked? They're all at weird angles. Hmm. They're at the shipyard and all these gigantic boats are up against the dock and they're right next to one another and they're canted. It's hmm. very strange. I noticed that they were doing a little side by side laptoping. Oh, my God, they were. Pretty he uses rare. both of them later on when she's not around. So I guess he got her login. You know what course. I mean? But I mean, yeah, I do. It's cute. That's a cute little co-laptopping mm-hmm. scene. And then she's mourning her brother in bed, and he goes to cuddle with her. There's some cuddling. Well, he's if you notice, he's hacking into something, and she's playing Minesweeper. No, she's playing Remind Me of My Brother Sweeper, or whatever that means. Remember, he tells her, grieve later. And he, that's that's amazing, because he, cause he, he has to make sure that, the, mm-hmm. that they, they, get, they escape onto a subway, and he has to make sure that the subway can get there before the villains... I didn't hear him say grieve never. No, and they grieve on the plane. There's this beautiful scene where she's staring out the window and he pulls her to him and you can see her just her whole face go through the range of emotions. Really pretty scene. You forgot about that. So his hand was somewhere if you feel me. That's the range of emotions he was going through. Come on now. Or she was yeah. going through. Let they me, cuddle, Nick. On the way to Jakarta, let me rub your parta. <laughs> so but you talk about them cuddling in bed, but if you remember, so he he basically hacks he he steals all the money. Hacks her pants. Yeah, I remember. He steals all the money from the villain, 
and then sends him a, a, a coded message saying, call me at this number so we can this. talk. And then he's waiting for the phone to ring, and it doesn't ring. So he goes in the – she's jerking around on her phone. She's and he goes to bed. of her brother. Like I said. And then he goes to bed. He's like, I'm going to touch your heat for a while. And right as they start to get cute, the phone rings. Right. But he's not – they're not getting cute. He's just comforting her. No, he's in about to – a very sexual way, you know? Yeah. And this is shortly after she does a little bit of spy action in that white dress that you're talking about. Right. And using she, the old my presentation is stain trick. Yeah, she pours coffee in her presentation, dries it out of the cab window, shows up to a facility, hands them a thumb drive, asks them to print out the presentation that she says she spilled uh, coffee on. And that's how they get their little packet. As he gets his worm package. into the system and then he goes yeah. back to the hotel and he wants to get his worm into the system again. Oh. Anyway, it's time for him to dress up for, you know, just a budget Halloween costume. The Jason Bourne into death. He, uh, he uh, duct tapes a bunch of magazines around his torso, rubber bands, a sharpened screwdriver to his arm. He also puts another screwdriver a knife. somewhere. He has a knife to a Knife, yeah. And, and then, but you find out, she's like, is that to protect you from blades? He goes, no, my abs read. <laughs> and then he said, uh, he goes, now for the final touch, the Aronofsky. And he puts a scarf around his neck. That scarf saves his ass at one point, though. It does. He said, just pretend I directed Noah as he's wrapping around his uh, his neck. Yeah, he does protect him. He gets protected by the magazines, and someone tries to stab his neck, and, it, and the scarf helps him. Helps him. It's a plus two scarf. Let's yeah. face it. I have, the best is I have a plus three screwdriver in my notes. Are you serious? Yes. That's great. Um, then the climax, I love the super Michael Mann scene. They, they, they agree to meet someplace, and the, of course the bad guys have, have tricked, and they've got extra guys that they promised they wouldn't have, and she scopes them out. Mm-hmm. They have to involve her somehow into this because she, she's got to avenge her brother. It forces him to relocate the scene so they can have a more cinematic climax at this Day of the Dead-style festival in Jakarta. And it works. There's, so he's there, and there's, it's great because the way that Mann shoots it, there's all these bodies moving throughout. And Richie mm-hmm. Coster and, and Yorick are moving at their pace and their cronies are moving and Hemsworth is sneaking around in this and that. The thing that blew me away is Richie Coster is beating people up for no reason in this crowd. Did you notice that? Well, they're looking for Hemsworth. Yeah, it's it's strange because Hemsworth basically told them, I want to be a, your, I don't, not a partner, but I want 20% of what you're going to make off this scheme of yours. And so the bad guy's like, I want to meet in person. And Hemsworth wants to meet him, but he's pretend like he doesn't. It's all set up so he can kill these guys. And they, uh, you know, they're setting him up because they want to kill him. But really, you know, it's just, they should have just worked together. You know what I'm saying? Let's, it's time to get friendly. Okay. What well, do you think? No. Michael Mann did, well, Michael Mann certainly didn't go that way because he has them very perforated. But it turns into, like, it is a revenge thing at this point, right? Like, that's yeah, well, what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, they're revenging the brother. Revenging the brother. It's, it has nothing to, really to do with. Anything other than that, right? Basically, right. Well, yeah, because they don't they don't owe the government anything at this point. Right, run the run. Although I think that maybe reach out at some point. So here's what happened. Maybe I'm the good guy. Don't punish me. Yeah. So it's a great scene where he basically Richie Coster is is checking him for weapons because they do get face to face, and he fucking destroys Mister Coster. Yeah. Next stab, face stab, screwdriver. Like, I think death. he just goes straight for the to the face. I don't even he think kills he does the, the daylights stab. out of him. And then Yurik's like. I'm not thrilled with this turn of events mm-hmm. and his guys are not close enough to instantly destroy. But there's, you know, there, at that point, there's a, a lot of innocent bystanders getting shot because right. there's gunplay. Like the poor guys just enjoying their ritual and then they're dead. But then there's this great showdown. Well, because uh, Mr. Hemsworth does get shot a few times by the bodyguards and then he kills them as they're 
Magazines worked. The magazines help. They didn't work. The bullets go through the magazines and through the body and then out the back. I thought they like, didn't go in. I thought they they, they kind of scraped it. Like he, he no, got they like go side through. Swipe. They go the hell. Do through. they go through? Are you sure? And, and there's a scene where she she cuts in line at the at the pharmacy to get the materials he's going to need to repair himself, which is perfect. I don't think the and bullets then, go through his chest, do they? Or through his, they go through uh, his, his side. side? Yeah, you see. I mean, I thought he got like a long, like a long. It's a weird wound. They have a weird wound at the end. Are you sure it goes through? I think it just goes like side to side on the he side. Is Pretty fucked up. I He's would, fucked up, but it's a weird wound. I will. I will make a note about that. You can double check a, it. A, a weird wound. Yeah, it could be a weird wound. What does he do but, to the main bad guy, though? <laughs> the best. It is the most vicious chest stabbing I've seen in a long time. He shanks that guy fifteen times. He doesn't, but the guy has magazines too, and he's fine. Unfortunately, yeah, it's highlights for children. It's very thin. <laughs> There is some. It's it's a good scene. It's a nice little climax. It's, it is cool. Know. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, then they, you know, the, these sweethearts, they heal, and then they they. There's a scene where they're walking through an airport or something, and you see the security cameras. And it goes mm-hmm. to black and white and digital, and you're like, oh shit, they're about to get busted. Then it goes to color, and they walk off. And that's how it ends. Just like the Wizard of Oz, right? I liked it. I think it's 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 not a great movie by any stretch, and it's not amongst his best. But it has some of those Michael Mann things that I kind of need. I need a, on a on a regular basis. And as one of his films, it's a nice third tier little treat. He's one of a kind dude, Michael Mann, and he's making another movie that's coming out this year or next year called Ferrari. Ferrari. Um, or Enzo. I just hope he keeps making movies. You read Heat too? His book. I'm I'm halfway through it. You like it or no? It's fine. The, I have the audiobook, and the reader is an abortion. That's why I was thinking about getting the audiobook. He reads it in, in movie trailer voice the entire time. Oof, really? Yeah. Eventually, you know, it's not, it's not that bad. But yeah. so there's some credits in this movie. First credit, let me just say, when I saw who their costume designer was, I was like, what a waste of resources. Did you see that? Mm-mm. It's Colleen Atwood, the best. The best costume designer basically in history. Why do this? What did what, she do? Magazine? Body? What, what, what did she? What they need her for? Well, that white dress, I guess. Okay, yeah. It's, well, mission accomplished then. What's your do, first initials? Do you have uh, MC in this? No, I don't. Maggie Chifo. Okay. Not bad. Chief with an extra F. I, I have. Uh, I don't know. Somebody who sounds like Chris Hemsworth's accent, trying to pronounce an actor. You get CB. Let me double check because you're mad if I. I don't think I have a CB. Christian Borle. Do you have BE? I don't. He's a surprising stunt man or stunt woman. Big eyes. <laughs> How did I not see big eyes? I have to look this credit up on the IMDb. That's very strange. Imagine the movie will come up first. Do you think the, that Tim Burton movie did stunts? Is that a Tim Burton movie, Big Eyes? I think so. Fuck Tim Burton. Did not expect you to say big eyes. I did not expect to see it. Also, not a nickname. This sounds like one that you would have picked. K.M. K.M.? Yeah. I don't have it. Catherine Malm. Oh, I like that last name. Malm. It's good. I have uh, L.N. L.N.? Mm-hmm. I don't have an L.N. Lucas Nunn. I have, an, L- I have an L.M. L.M.? No, who? Lad McIntosh. I have an R.G. I don't. Rizza Go. <laughs> okay. Did you get C.M.? CM, I don't have. No. She whined a lot on the set. Oh, no. Cabernet Murray. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best one. I have. Do you have HM? 
Nope. It's a little no effect. This is actually Swamp Thing. You know Swamp Thing? I do. Swamp Thing's a, his actual, his human character's name. Okay. Hugh Marsh. <laughs> well, actually, what is his name? Hugh, what is... Oh, uh, Alan. Is it Alan something? Is it? Or Alan Moore did it. You might be right, though. You might be right. Anyway, do you have E.T.? <laughs> I don't. I'd like to think that it's a person and their favorite drink. Elvis Tang. Oh, hey. There you go. There's another one that... There was a BL that I thought was kind of funny. Their Marine Corps, the Marine Coordinator. B, it was initials BL. Burgley. Bruce Lee. Oh, I got Burgley. That's Bruce Lee. Oh, there you go. Um, let me see. Do I have any other ones? JR. I think it's Alex's Swamp Thing's name, actually. Alex something. What about a J, JR? I don't have it. Well, Jake Rice. It's not that good. Kind of made me hungry. Alec about- Holland is his name. Swamp Thing. Look. It's time to get a tattoo on your body from Black Hat. What are you putting, man? I'm just going to get a picture, like a tattoo of Hemsworth in front of a computer. You just see the back of his head. So, you know, that beautiful head of hair in front of a glowing computer screen. And you kind of see his hand, like, over it. You can tell he's, he's frustrated. His hand's over his forehead. And he's, like, underneath in, in like, a word it says, I forgot my login. And there's no, I forgot my username link. Fuck my life, you know, or FML. <laughs> You know, like right. he's just, what do you think? I like it. I like how hackers never, they never have to worry about that. It's like, yeah, yeah. I got this. It's hack right now. It's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. Login, it's nothing. Nothing. He does a lot of familiar code that, I'm, that I remember from school. Mine is, I've got a picture of Pac-Man on his couch. <laughs> and it's just, there's the, the, you can see the door behind him and you can see just the top of the head. And he says, piss off, ghost. <laughs> it's kind of cute. It's cute. Do you think... That would be awesome if, if Hemsworth, like, you, you see him tapping in the movie, tapping just, like, you know, in that green Matrix font, like, tapping on the computer screen, blah, 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 and it just says, it says, like, run, colon, hack, on computer. Yeah, or 30, go to 20, run. <laughs> Look, you've been asked to uh, add a stinger. It's to not working. Credits have rolled. Lo and behold, there's a stinger at the end of Black Hat. What you got? Well, so this is a stinger. They get out. They're at the airport and they get on a plane. They're in their, You know, they're not in first class. They do. They have a lot of money at the end of the movie, but they're still incognito. So they go back you know, where the poor people sit. Hemsworth is his now girlfriend tries to talk to him. He's like, Shh, "I got this. Don't worry about it." And he starts to hack. He pulls apart the computer screens that are like in front of him that's embedded in the mm-hmm. seat, and he goes, "I got this." And he starts to. And she's like, I just want to, he's like, cuts her off. He's like, don't worry about this. I got it. And he starts to hack into that thing. He gets, gets a DOS prompt and he's like, unlocks it. He goes, I got free movies. It takes him about a half hour. I got this. And she's like, the movies already are free. And then the pilot comes on. It's like, we are landing. Prepare to land. <laughs> land. He didn't know, Nick. He's been yeah. in prison too long. He doesn't know those movies are free. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. She just wanted to watch the civil action. Great movie. <laughs> wouldn't even let her talk he's so focused and he types in run free movies and he puts a pls for please. check disc check disc yeah who who is who is all he does is hack like he like trolls people through the dos prompt that's what he keeps trolling the bad guy because mm-hmm. you're fucked so yeah, mine man. is uh it's jakarta the next political cycle there's this uh left-wing pinko who's trying to get into office and his big platform is he's trying to ban assault screwdrivers. It's his big platform. 
It's probably assassinated, just knowing Jakarta. Uh, look, you've been uh, tasked with uh, having a sequel to Black Cat. Money is underneath escrow's back. How are you going to spend that hard-earned? Blacker hat? I mean, you think Man had like the Black Hat universe planned out before this one didn't do so hot at the box office? I think he had like a yeah. three-picture plan. He didn't leave a lot of characters on the table. Let's just say that. Sequel, huh? The Nick Fury of this movie is long gone. Yeah, that's a good question. What could it be? Like, like, like um, Avengers Endgame, where you cut to the sequel and Hemsworth is, you know, 250 pounds, like super overweight, out of shape, getting pizza, playing video games. For her own part, Tang Wei, also huge. They both are, they're playing EverQuest. Okay. That, what's that game? Yes. It's not EverQuest. Is it EverQuest? Evercrack. And they're just addicted. And the whole movie just follows their trials and tribulations in, in the realm of EverQuest. What do you think? I mean, it's probably a realistic sequel. What's your? How about you? EverQuest? They still around? There's no way, right? I'm sure it's still around. Didn't people make fortunes off of that selling real estate? I'm or sure, whatever? but yeah. I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about EverQuest. For well, a long I'm time. glad that you have. You travel in better circles. Let me guess. They turned the last server off in 2022. You're gonna hurt my. Yeah, feelings. it's still out there. So mine is Nick Hathaway. They've holed up in some non-extradition country, and they are having a good little time. And he'll sneak out. He'll sneak out at night and go get himself a pop. You know, get a beer and maybe play a, sure. on, on a a little network game at one of those cyber cafes or whatever. And he takes a shortcut through a dark alley and he hears a whooshing sound. And next thing you know, he's being carried up into the sky and bitten. Yeah. Oh, no. Drag hat. First cyber vampire. And it's just it's us getting, getting used to how being a member of the darkened realm affects one's ability to hack into computers. Turns out it doesn't bother him at all. He's great. I don't know if you know this. Mountain Dew vampires can ingest Mountain Dew. We find out. So that's good to know. Look, <laughs> you're in the movie. You've been at right. the running time of Black Hat. What shape does your performance take? I'm the first guy they get out of prison before Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> the first guy they have this idea that's like a super hacker, and they just it's like you know like I guess it's kind of the Hannibal Lecter thing, right? You get the person that has committed the crime, and you get them to bargain with them, help help us out, give you your freedom, right? Or we'll give you in Lecter's case, better accommodations with like a window. That's why they're a little gun shy to try Hemsworth because they had a failed attempt with me, my character. They do all this paperwork. They get me out of maximum security prison and I get out and they put a laptop in front of me. I'm like, what's this? I don't, and I just pick up a hacky sack and I start doing my, my stuff. It's like you said, this is what I'm good at. You know, what do they got? I got the, I can do that and I can, what are the, what are the grateful debt, like the little, the wands, you ever see people do that with the two yeah. sticks and all, there's another stick in the middle? Thank you. Get out the hacky sack. Mm. I said, I can learn. They just throw me back in prison. In, in am, prison, by the way, the maximum security might crime. Yeah, good exactly at hacky sack. <laughs> threw, me, threw me in prison. You hit the Pope with a beanbag. <laughs> I am a uh, sales representative for Norton Antivirus. Yeah. And I am in a short sleeve. Uh, business shirt with a tie and i am just in the corner of the frame shaking my head whenever he steps to a computer <laughs> disapproval <laughs> that'd be great if he got thwarted by antivirus in this or security like a total security package surprised he wasn't oh shit they have bit defender fuck it Give me oh god! Computer. So I got, and Mac, McAfee was my cellmate. For God's sake, <laughs> R.I.P. He's gone. Mm -hmm. He took himself away, didn't he? I think uh, so. 
On a boat, maybe? I don't know about that. I think he boat killed himself. I don't know about that, but he said if I ever they, if I ever killed myself, it, it didn't happen because I never would, and then he, they, he killed himself. So there, people suspect that maybe there's some foul play involved. But he also has possibly killed somebody. That guy was quite a piece of work. He was a strange inch. Was uh, he died in a prison cell, similar to a boat though? His, the boat, the cell was boat shaped. Look, you have to start a business associated with black hat. What shape is your business going to take? You got hard on like up and down and screwing out. It's interesting. Yeah, what kind of business could you get from this? You know, you know that um, I don't know. It has a name. You know, when you go to like a sporting goods store, they have that dummy that you could punch. There's mm-hmm. that, that rubber man. Right. That you fill the base with water and then you punch them, the daylights into them. Yeah. So I've got a stabbable version that's called Sadic of that. And it's modeled after Yorick Van Wagenen. And you just, it's a stabbing. You go in your garage and stab it for a couple of hours. I'm listening. Kind of, it's a workout yeah. thing. Yeah. It's yeah. A sta- it's, a, it's called Stabbing Yorick. And, and it's a, you just a stab Hamlet, a rubber. A little Hamlet reference. You stab a rubberized guy a lot. I'm selling a screensaver based off this movie and it's confusing not exactly flying off the shelves. It's a screensaver of Chris Hemsworth holding a black cat. And then it says, and it's not a scene from the film, but then it says black hat, black hat in the corner. You know, it's like a movie still. You know, petting a black cat. That's it. What do you think? It is. It's unique. I'm like saying, it's not flying off the shelves like most screensavers that you buy. I was about to say, there was a time when we spent money on screensavers. Those days are gone. Are they? What are some of your favorite ones? Pipes? The pipes. I like the one that's. Uh, what do they do now? Just go black computer no, they, screens. No, they still like, do it. It's just not something that you can monetize necessarily. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, they'll update. Like on the Apple TV, they'll just download new cool things from time to time and just update it. Not something you can monetize. Eh? I'd like to. Would like to know that before I invested in this Chris Hemsworth screensaver idea. He's holding a black cat. I was trying to make a joke. Yeah. And uh, you know, the, the purists, they want actual still from the film. You know, yeah, and then you've got one a different one you're trying to sell, and it's him, and it's him. He's holding his cell phone, and you see Dwayne Johnson, his his, his phone, he's dialing it. It's, it's Thor Ragnarok. That's your. At least you made you improved on my idea. It doesn't help that it's, he's not actually holding the black. It's a it's obviously a imposed on the the picture over him holding something else. He's allergic. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's probably yeah. Yeah, we kept him safe. Uh, Elsa Pataki, right? That's his. Yeah, it's his, his wife. Name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Used to be a uh, Adrian Brody's Bay. Did you know this? Brody, uh, he's he probably wakes up in the middle of the night saying, "What does he have that I don't?" I don't know if you remember that. I think we've talked about this before. He made that movie where he rehabbed a castle for her as a documentary, and then sh- they're not together. So I don't. It's just a weird thing to exist in the world. I would love to see this documentary where he where he rehabs a castle. There's a new edit yeah. of it. They fixed it. Yeah, it's just it's just him going to AA with Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. Look, man, you got to incorporate something in your daily routine from black hat, a mantra, a discipline, some sort of practice. What are you gonna do? I don't wanna. <laughs> what about you? Do you have any idea about this? Yeah, one? I mean, mine's easy. I'm just gonna assume if I bump into somebody who I went to school with in the past that I can immediately have sex with their sister. <laughs> Sisters on the table is what I'm saying if I bump into Mm -hmm. an old classmate, you know? Sure. Mine would be, I guess, sort of similar. Any uh, news item I read, I'll be like, no matter what, I'm just going to turn to the person next to me and go, hope the village dogs are okay, you know? (laughs) 
I like really that. worried about the village dogs. Yeah, and they think that's slang. It's like, yeah, but I had to, I had to use a little extra baby powder on the village dogs today. <laughs> <laughs> Look, <laughs> you're on an island. You've been trapped through all these many years gathering debris for various films, and now it's mm-hmm. time to take something from Black Hat. We bring it. Oh man, that's such a good question. I was thinking about bringing the refresh rate on the, on that settings <laughs> on the guy's on McElhaney's phone, but let me think for a second what else I. I mean, that scarf he wrapped around his neck was pretty handy. I mean. Knife proof, right? Enchan- I mean, it's enchanting as well. Yeah. Viola Davis is holding a pair of green chopsticks at one point in this, like kind of bright green chopsticks. And I might take those. First of all, it's impo- uh, uh, unlike how it's impossible to make hacking cool, it has never been done. It's impossible to make Viola Davis uncool. Like she's just cool. Her body's hold- cooling on the medical slab. She did die cool. in this, possibly. But she's holding green chopsticks and looking great. I'm going to take those to my island. Screen used chopsticks. Yes. Yes. And, you know, like fitting because, you know, like the matrix code is kind of green. Like the little computer shit's always green against black and the green. Um, are, you a chopstick, are you a chopstick user when you go to restaurants like that? Of course. That? Nice. Of course. Although I do have trouble if it's just like a rice dish with not much in it. I have trouble just getting that rice in there, especially if it's like not sticky. I tell you bad at it but i still use it yeah i hate cheap chopsticks though those really light ones tough to use those really like balsa wood kind that they sometimes yeah. you'll get give me, once give a week i get a grocery store sushi wednesday my... no it's just a one i know it's cheaper on wednesday at post but you know once a week i do it and i always get the cheap chopsticks to eat them all. i actually have my own personal set that i never remember to use you know like nice ones i had a pair of light up star wars ones that were impossible to use there's a scene late in the movie in Jakarta during this festival where these guys are carrying around these gigantic demon statues or goblin statues. I'm listening. And they're adorable and they're iconic, are foreboding yet enchanting. And I will have one of those beautiful babies as sort of the masthead, the, the, the Jurassic gate of my island, basically, where when you, when you arrive, you see this giant, beautiful creature that looks like something out of an ancient text. Just as a, a warning and a reminder that, you know, there are forces larger than you, don't fuck up. Don't shit. And I like I'll have this. it there as my sort of totem facing so, away from the island. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't want yeah, it. Yeah. I don't want it you know, judging me. Of course, I get but it. But I want it to be a harbinger for those who, who might or stumble across the island. We do. And I filled it with curds. <laughs> Yummy curd. We do this over Zoom a lot or this Squadcast app, and we, we always give ourselves names that are related to the film. And, you know, instead of it saying Nick and Justin, um, we give each other names. And so mine is, of course, Violin Davis. Not very good. She but you should tell, is, that why, is that why you have it? You should tell everybody yours because it's great. My name is Thordfish. It's perfect. So good. This movie is better, I will say. I'm going to go on a limb than Swordfish. There is no director in Hollywood or in film, period, mm-hmm. who I would rather see a movie from. If really? it's in this wheelhouse, I'd rather see him than Spielberg, Scorsese, Raimi, any of those guys. If, if he's making a heat collateral insider movie, there's no kind of film I'd rather see. 
or even a Miami Vice or this, I, this is my favorite world. Yeah. There's something very specific about the way he tells stories and it just sings to me. That's why Tokyo Vice, I'm really excited about the new season, even though he's not as involved. He was only involved. I heard he directed the first episode he did. of that. And, and it felt like Michael Mann, yeah. but I think he left that project, but it still has DNA from him. You know, I know all these guys that are classics. We talked about Oliver Stone a couple of weeks ago. They're getting old. And, and uh, the strike is obviously going to affect them. But, I mean, you think, I'd say Denny Villeneuve is as close as we have to a filmmaker that's of the new gen sure. that has that same something. I mean, Nolan, obviously, you're talking about the gentleman that did Old Boy. He's up there, Park. There's a handful of them. But the closest I've seen to man has been imposter stuff that either. Dennis either, Dugan. Peter, Peter, Belial's Ninja. Peter Berg has done, tried to do Michael Mann style stuff from time to yeah. time. For sure. Well, he was in, and he was in Collateral. Yeah, he was. So let's hope that uh, he gets a few more of these out. And Ferrari, I'm sure Ferrari will be great. Well, got Adam Driver. He needs to do at least one more of his vintage type things, whether it be a crime thriller, like Thief or something, or or or. His obsessions are interesting, and they kind of breach all these different movies, or they they bridge. Well, you think about Freakin just left us too, and he was another guy that made movies that were great, that were very singular in a way. Yeah, Friedkin like messed around though. Friedkin, I felt like Friedkin, his he you couldn't pin him down necessarily. Where I think Michael Mann's movies have a lot in common, which is good. I mean, his, like I said, his his stuff's great. Eighty years young, he's married to Summer Man, which is interesting. Is that an Image comic or? <laughs> Been married to her since 1974. Listen to this guy. Look at this guy dicking it for all those decades to the same sum. Wonder if she, yeah, Summer Man. Wonder what her background is. I know what her Around foreground since... is: a cityscape at night, as he slowly descends upon her.
special cause she brought everyone together She was peaceful and creative And if you knew human nature you'd know why she soon was quiet Singular. They knew she would change as if we 